you get to wake up, you get to be alive, and you get to go achieve and, and accomplish your dreams. What's, what's better than that? So for the people, we'll wait till you get settled here. I don't need <laughs> that in our thing. I'll be above the line. Well, it looks good. Uh, for the people, well, what has been up with Major League University since the last, I mean, it's been, it's July 17th right now as we're recording it. It's been at least since December since we've done one. So uh, let's get a little update on what MIU has been doing. Yeah, we've taken a six month hiatus and we're just coming back out of the dark. We've been, we've been a lot of crazy positive momentum that we've been experiencing. We've been all over the country. Uh, I guess there's some, a few updates, places that we've gone. I think it's really cool. Um, and then I'll get into a story about that. Is we've been to Klamath Falls, Oregon. We've been to Reno, Nevada, Wairika, California, Los Angeles a few times, Orange County area. Uh, Arizona has been flooded here. We've been doing a great job here in Arizona and then um, taking some different trips to Vegas and, and different areas across the country, especially the West Coast, which has been really cool. We've made a trip to Cleveland as well. And uh, we're looking to continue to keep expanding and growing. But it's been a huge summer. We've had um, a great kind of shift into the mental game aspect of what we're doing. The, the youth camps have been blown off the charts. It's been a really good um, outpour of, of, of support for those camps and, and those events. And then we're going to Colorado, Wyoming coming up here soon. Probably by the time this is released, you will see us in Wyoming or Colorado and a few other uh, positions here coming up soon. So really good positive momentum. We've added one new team member. We got another team member back. He's in the fire department in Hawaii. He's one of our founders and he is back on track. QB Meyer, legendary on Hawaii. So he's uh, back helping out and then um, we're looking to continue to grow. So it's been a, a really good opportunity for us. But the, the story that I wanted to bring up with it is Coach Aaron Nielsen back in Klamath Falls my freshman summer said, oh, the places you'll go is a Dr. Seuss book. And it was something about all the places that you'll go in baseball. And we were 2-18 and 18 at the time, ran off 18 wins in a row once he read this book to us, which sounds kind of corny and crazy, but it was such a powerful thing about where baseball will take you and where sports can take you. So we've been all over the place, man. It's been a really good update. And we're super excited about the positive momentum. Shout out to Aaron Nielsen, first of all, one of the biggest Absolutely. legends I've ever met. He coached me when I was in Medford with the Rogues, um, and we got to meet him. And I uh, spent my last baseball game ever competitively on a field with him uh, out in Corvallis. We we played Corvallis Knights for the WCL playoffs, and he you know he had his he got a picture of his arm around me in right field, just the best, you know. So, um, but off the field, news going pretty good for you. What's what's been new in your life off the field, Austin? <laughs> Big off the news radar here. Uh, I got engaged last Saturday. It's been officially a week as of this recording, July 10th. I better not ever forget the date. And <laughs> it was a great. It was a great event. We went up to a winery where we first went on our one of our first dates, and I got to have the whole family there, surprise her, and. It was a great time, great opportunity. So we're looking at November 2022. If you're out there and interested in coming, we do have a fund for our house fund. We have a fund for the honeymoon. If you're looking to donate, majorlyuniversity.com slash merch. <laughs> uh, so big time off the field news. We're super excited about that. She's amazing. First round draft pick. Uh, incredible woman. You're definitely over your skis uh, with your situation. <laughs> I am as well. Uh, you know, I've been married for a year and a half now and um Austin was in my wedding and, and I'm sure I'll be around his, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're still debating whether we want to put you on the invite list or not. It depends on how well this podcast goes. I think. 
That's right. Uh, other news, good friends of ours, uh, Jay Johnson with the head gig at LSU, pretty big deal. Um, and taking chief with him, uh, Coach Wanaka. Uh, Mark Wanaka, for those of you guys that don't know, has been the volley for Coach Johnson in the last, shoot, what, his last six years, seven years or so. Um, he's bounced around with him and he's known him forever, both of them from small town NorCal um, locations. So uh, what are your thoughts on LSU, the new gig with Coach Johnson um, and just being in Baton Rouge? I know we're trying to get out there. Yeah, incredible, incredible opportunity for him and their coaching staff. And Coach Wanaka, one of the best and most underrated, undervalued in the game, in my opinion. He does an awesome job and takes zero credit for any of it, which is really cool to see. So he's so humble and does an awesome job with the hitters and, and everything that he's doing there. So there's no doubt that they're going to hit. That's for sure. LSU's going to be really, really good. They've got so many good recruits and transfers coming in and just athletes who want to be there because of the culture, because of what they're going to instill in their athletes and the opportunity that they'll give them to play on past college as well. But more importantly, take care of that college experience. And I don't think there's any better place than Baton Rouge to go have a college experience other than maybe Alabama football or Clemson. I don't know. But those are all great opportunities down there. So super excited for him and, and Coach Wanaka and then Coach Dave Mon going down to uh, getting the associate head coaching job at Arizona. Yeah. Awesome. That guy is uh, we call him the godfather. He could really do anything he wants in this world and still be okay. He could easily be a head coach at any university, in my opinion. And uh, for him to stay in Arizona and continue to keep that train moving there, they're going to have a really good coaching staff as well. And, and there's going to be no slight dip at all in their performance down in Tucson. Back into the leadership side. Um, any books you've read lately that have, uh, or in the last half year, I guess, that have really stood out in your mind or uh, maybe even videos that, that really kick in your head that are, are key that people should know about? Yeah, one of the books that I've re read most recently was, it was called The Big Leap. The Big Leap, I do not know who wrote it. Uh, but uh, uh, Gay Hendricks? Yes, Hendricks, 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 yep. So, so Hendricks wrote it and it was, it's a really good book that the coverage, all it is is just a fish bowl with a fish leaping out of the bowl, but it symbolizes, I love analogies and stories, but it just symbolizes us as human beings taking that big leap, taking the big risk, taking that next step, whether it's business-wise, life-wise, relationship, et cetera. And it's, a, it's just an awesome book about your upper limit problem. And really what that means is everybody in this world has an upper limit problem. We, we, even if we're at the pinnacle of success and we're, we're experiencing a lot of success, maybe financially or uh, emotionally, whatever it might be, there's always that extra leap that we can go. There's always that extra ladder that we can climb. And I really like the, the book because it goes through four different zones. There's the zone of incompetence, zone of competence, zone of excellence, and then zone of genius. And the zone of genius is where we break through that upper limit problem or whatever that limiting belief might be in different terms that's holding us back from our true success and true fulfillment. So they don't really define success as financial gains, although it could be a byproduct of chasing your dream and living out your true purpose, but it's all about finding your true purpose and what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Maybe you're in a comfortable situation where you are making a lot of money, but there might be something tugging on your heart that might bring more joy and happiness to your life. So I really, really enjoyed the book. It was forwarded over to me by uh, Doug Howard. He's the CEO of a bunch of the different uh, fast organizations out here they're called foothills athletic sports training they do a lot of physical therapy and sports specific training in the valley i think six plus locations awesome guy and he handed it over and if i couldn't put it down it was amazing man so that was probably one of the biggest books that i've read in 2000 
21. I got to get it right. In 2021, that's been yeah. impactful to me about just kind of recognizing some of those limiting beliefs that I have personally and how to overcome some of those. Yeah, good book. Uh, I'm halfway in. I, I've been doing the audio version, obviously driving in the, the car for a distance and, and traveling like we have been. So uh, halfway in really good um, and, and kind of makes you think, right? Like, like what is he talking about in my life? And, and obviously it's funny when we talk to you, talk to people or um, people, athletes will reach out and be like, Hey, you know, I'm really struggling with this. This is kind of in my way. And it's like, well, what's really stopping you though? Mm-hmm. You know, like what is holding you back? And um, I think when you can break through that question and, and really find that, I think you can really make the big leap, you know? So through, man. You just break through the noise, right? Break through the noise. There's a lot of those limiting beliefs that we don't even know that we have sometimes. And that's really what the book's all about is how do we identify the limiting beliefs that we have that we don't even know that we have? Mm-hmm. I mean, even think about being conditioned as a young child, right? Three to three to seven is when you're the most um, malleable as far as like the things that people are saying to you or doing to you stick with you the most and shape you for the rest of your future. And they, they talk a lot about the things from your childhood are your same limiting beliefs now. The ones that you experienced at five years old is what you're experiencing at 45 years old. It's awesome. It's crazy how they draw the parallels, but then it helps me go back and think, wow, when that one person said this, this is what happened over the years. Or when this person inspired me, even this is how it helped the rest of my future. So really good book. Um, great opportunity. What books have you been reading, Ray, that have been kind of sticking out the cover for you and just really just, I guess, penetrating the heart? Uh, there's two, uh, one crush it, obviously Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk is who I've been on. Uh, QB introduced me to Gary, Gary V as he goes by and, uh, he's an entrepreneur and, uh, maybe not the most kid friendly, I guess, but, uh, really does a good job of kind of, you know, scraping off the BS, right? Like getting to the core of what the issue is and, and huge proponent of gratitude and perspective, right? So, uh, those are two things that we, we live by. And, uh, his book crush it, uh, was the one that I had listened to, uh, and I crushed it in about six hours straight, you know, I just kind of flew right through it. Uh, that was good. Uh, so if you're starting a business and you, you want to get into the marketing side or, or really, you know, dive into the business, that's a good one. And then, uh, the happiness is a choice is, is the other one. I don't even know who the author is. Uh, but basically he was father following around, uh, six people towards the tail end of their life, right. Older, older folks, uh, who generally speaking, we all think are, you know, grumpy and, and getting upset and, and hate life. Cause it's, you know, they're looking at the end and, uh, really what he found is, it's not true, right? Like they are so good at getting rid of the negativity in their lives and, and knowing that like not holding on to things that they are actually happier. Uh, and, you know, we talk about response, you know, and how we respond versus like, you know, just, you know, go ahead and break down the R plus O equals E. Yeah, yeah, R yeah. plus E equals O, excuse uh, me. E plus R equals O, I got you. <laughs> there it is. Um, basically, all that is is the event plus your response equals the outcome. And the event is something happens, right? SH, something happens. It could be um, somebody passes away. Maybe you don't get the job that you were applying for or you get cut from your baseball team. R is, is the most important part of this is I, I consider it, I almost go a step further, respond or react. I think we have the choice in that situation. I can one react out of my emotions an emotional state, which is anger, fear, um, bitterness, greed, um, even envy, right? Being envious of somebody else. 
and I can react emotionally, which will probably produce a negative outcome for me, or I can respond in a mature uh, leader type manner in a more positive manner, powerful manner. And my outcome may be a little better because of that. So I can learn from those events that I had by my responses that I have. So when we teach athletes this, it's really simple as, hey, you give up an air or you give up a hit or maybe you strike out. Okay, well, how are we going to respond to that situation? How do we get back on the mound with confidence and execute the next pitch after you give up a home run? How do you get back in the box after a really bad call and now it's 0-2 instead of 1-1? And you're frustrated, you're angry, you're upset, and you're playing the blame game. And it happens to us all. So uh, the whole motto of the E plus R equals O is how can we control our responses a little bit better to enhance our outcomes for a more positive outcome for us and our team? That's and and that's the biggest mental shift. Uh, and I it kind of it's it was weird because I'd been going through like, you know, frustration, anxiety and, and, you know, slight depression over the last year, like everybody has because of COVID and whatnot, and just being thrown into a new environment. Right. And, and then it finally clicked. It's like, I can choose to respond to any of these things, how I want to, you know, like I can see all this as negative, which is very easy to do and fall into the spiral and the trap of that. And then you look around and everybody else is doing it. So it's easy to join in. Right. Mm. Or, you know, I can choose to look at it as a positive and, and say, Hey, like I'm going to grow because of this, I'm going to make the most out of it. And I'm going to end up on top because the other choice is not me, you know? So it's, uh, I'm with you, dude. That's been a crazy, uh, crazy life changer for me. Well, when was the, you, you mentioned something about, uh, it might've been two months ago. I think we were in LA early June. So maybe a little over a month ago, you said something like, yeah, I just finally came to terms that happiness is where I want to be and happiness is wherever I create the happiness. And it might've been after you read happiness is a choice, but what was that shift for you to say, Hey, I, 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 I recognize that this is the reality, right? I'm no longer in coaching. I might be doing a different path and it's been a weird year of everything, but here's the opportunity that I have to make the most out of my day to day and the people that I'm around. What was that like mental shift for you that said, Hey, I, I, I get to choose my own happiness every day. I get to choose my own joy instead of these things are happening to me. And now I have to be poor me and in, in a negative mindset. Uh, it was probably this last, I want to say March or so. I was about a month into working with our homeschool kids. So I had started working. Um, basically, they lost their teacher. They needed somebody to fill in for them for the last six months of school. And I didn't have a job. So I just jumped in, right? I, I had just finished up working at a golf course for six months or so. Uh, waking up super early. And I think I was just, you know, at the point where like, I, I'm stuck in this, right? I, I'm teaching these kids, but they put it all into perspective too, right? Like, what's the worst thing going on in their life? Well, Kimmy just stole my crayons, you know, and, and, or whatever. And it's like, hey, all I'm trying to do is help them get better and, and move through this year. And, and they're happy and, and thankful and grateful for that. And, um, you know, if I'm in their shoes, I'm just thinking back to like, if I'm nine years old, 10 years old and told I can't go to school anymore and hang with my friends and, you know, I have to wear a mask and all this stuff that, you know, is really confusing to somebody my age, let alone 10 years old, like 
it's not such a bad deal, right? Like we, we got it pretty good. I'm, you know, I got to come up and live closer to my family. My brother's closer to us now. Like it's all pretty good. So uh, I think at the end of the day, looking at it as like, there's a lot of people out there that have it a lot worse than me. You know, what's the worst that could happen, right? Like, oh, I go broke and I'm living close to home and I have my family to support me. Like that's tough. Right. So I I think that was the biggest shift for me, for sure. Uh, Just putting it in perspective and, and, and seeing, you know, through the eyes of babes, right. Like the, the little ones show you the way sometimes and it's uh, pretty cool. You can learn so much from the youth Uh, going back to Nielsen and he teaches us so much and and he uses his own kids as an example and they're similar ages. They might be a a tad younger than the kids who are homeschooling. And he wants, we want to come out with a book called live in the wow. But the whole motto of it is his his daughters will always go and they see like the mountains or they see the, the shark or they see the water and they go, wow, wow. And I'll find myself driving on our trips. We're going through beautiful areas of the country. We're going to Lake of the Woods in Oregon. We went up to Mount Shasta a couple of years ago, going up to Puget Sound University and going to all these different places. And I just look around, I'm just like, wow, look at the beauty that's in front of us. Look at God's creation that's living right in front of us. It's incredible. It's green. It's not as green in Arizona, but even finding the wow in the mountains here in Arizona or the desert and seeing different things. So living in the wow, but the kids, man, you can learn so much from kids. It's so cool to see and just their ability to find joy in the things they do. But you mentioned that perspective aspect, right? Just what lens am I seeing the world through? Am I choosing to live in the lens of bitterness and, and hate, right? Or am I living to choose through joy, happiness, peace, love, and patience, which is really hard to do for a lot of us in a world where we have our cell phones or notifications popping us in the face all the time, trying to get our attention and fighting for our attention. How do we stay focused, stay in our lane, play in the middle uh, in all aspects of our life? If you can live in the well and find a way like that, like you're saying to never, you know, never dull out about the mountains and, and, you know, you look at all these people sometimes uh, that live in these beautiful places all the time, right? Like if I went to somebody and uh, name the be- most beautiful place in the world that you can think of. Oh, Marin County, dude, Marin County. Okay. <laughs> I love yes. It. Perfect. Um, think about that though. They're, it's so normal for them. Right? Like they're like, nah, I see it all the time. But for us, it's, that is so insane. So if you can find a way to never get bored, never get tired of that view, like you're going to be pretty happy, you know? And I think that all again goes back to the gratitude piece. And you, and you learn it through sports too. That's the beautiful thing about sports is we learn these things through sports. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of all youth kids need to play some sort of organized sports. I don't care if you're good. You don't have to be a professional athlete or college athlete or even high school athlete, but at least until you're going into high school, have some sort of a sport that you're playing that you learn to work in a team you learn to to play under a coach or somebody who's technically ahead of us or in charge of us and you get to learn those skills those, those important crucial life skills at a young age and if we all just started to learn those and know how to work in a team and, and have some sort of teamwork and work together and those types of things imagine the workplaces that will be in one day but the problem is is not a lot of people get those opportunities or or even take advantage of those opportunities or see those types of perspectives in the moment, which is really hard to do. So uh, I'm with you, man. If you could just find a way to never get tired of that view, like you said, it's just such a beautiful view every day. I mean, you get to wake up, you get to be alive, and you get to go achieve and, and accomplish your dreams. What's, what's better than that? So like, we lose perspective, though, a lot of the time. 
Yeah. And that was a cool thing that had come up too, when we're working with uh, Providence Christian college and, and their athletic department is somebody had asked, like, what did you feel like somebody say, you know, there's nothing I can be thankful for today. And it's like, well, there's usually at least five, there's a million things you've been thankful for, but right now there's five that I can think of, you know, and it's, you know, you just being here one alone is one in a trillion, you know, so congrats. That's good. Uh, you have your health, right? You have your family, which is great. Uh, you have your friends support. And then number five is you can be happy for the bad times because at the end of the day, you need those bad times to really embrace the good, you know, and if you don't see the dark, you're not going to, you're not going to know what the light looks like, you know? So uh, yeah, really cool times out there uh, with that crew. Uh, any good takeaways from that trip? Uh, I know they're, they're kind of set and ready to get going for the school year, but uh, that was one of my favorite trips we've taken since, uh, since I've joined really. Yeah, it was, that was such a fun trip uh, for the audience that doesn't know what we're talking about. We went over to Providence Christian College and we did a two-day kind of personal development for the athletic coaching staff. So we had all the, the head coaches and a few of the assistants there in a room and we just broke it down eight hours. It was, it was awesome. At first, looking at it from afar, I was like, what are we going to do this whole time? <laughs> are they going to listen? Do they want somebody in? Because as coaches, sometimes it's like, ah, there's like some tension when somebody new comes in and, and wants to teach us some things. And um, they were totally adaptable. They were open. They were honest. It was awesome. It was a really good environment. I think I learned more than they might have learned throughout the next two days there. But just the key takeaway is one, keeping your faith or whatever you believe in as a foundation. Like don't lose your philosophy. Don't lose what you're passionate about and don't lose um, the mindset that you have about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and then number two, finding the gratitude in all things, especially as a coach. It's really easy to get locked up in recruiting and traveling and all these other things but really being joyful for your family and the people that are around you I think COVID gave us a really good step back to spend more time with our families because we had no other choice especially if you lived in California so they had way more time with their families which was really positive for a lot of those coaches there and I really enjoyed that and then number three you never know what your athletes are going through no matter what school they go to whether it's a D1 NAIA or junior college even a high school you don't know what your athletes or students are going through unless you ask and you create an inclusive, positive environment for people to share what's going on right? and not be afraid to share and having outside resources that can come in and reinforce some of your philosophies and some of the, the things that you might be trying to kind of beat into your athletes mentally, especially over the course of their career. So I think it's so important to have outside voices coming in and just continually reciprocating what you're trying to teach, maybe saying it in different ways, as well as just, you don't know what somebody's struggling with. Make sure that we're, we're leading out of a way that's positive, that, that looks like it's somebody living out of integrity and living out of joy and living their true purpose and not being so quick to, to point the finger and blame, but being quick to praise and, and kind of build our athletes up. Yeah. How about you, Rick? What was, uh, what was stuck out to you? And that was awesome. It was so much fun. It was fun working with coaches too, which really cool so what would you what stuck out to you just you see that there's challenges at all levels and all different sports and while they're different they're all very similar you know and and i think the the biggest thing that we had said and and repeated to them was um, athletes generally want two things they want to see that you work hard and that you care about them and if you can do those two things and and show it consistently they're going to give their best. And, and I think that is just a huge thing that I think 
gets overlooked sometimes because a lot of times we want to teach them how to field the ground ball and how to swing the bat and want to be right on all those things. But really, I don't think they care as much. You know, I think they just want to know that you're working and you're grinding to get better yourself and that you're really have their best interests at heart when, when you're making your decisions. So, um, yeah, no, it was such a great trip and, um, you know, to be able to see that school and, uh, have some great Mexican food right down the street, shout out to Yekas. Uh, <laughs> wow. That was phenomenal. It was incredible. Um, yeah. Awesome trip. Um, what you did mention quickly, uh, that Lake of the Woods, um, on that trip, we went to Wairika, Klamath Falls. We did a lot of cool things. If you haven't seen the vlog, check it out. It's on YouTube slash Major League University. But um, what was your favorite part about that trip? Well, this will be the last one before we kind of wrap up and, and send it on. But um, what, what did you enjoy so much about that K Falls Wairika trip? Yeah, the overall theme of that was just the, the good old country um, family environment. Everybody was so uh, welcoming loving kind everybody was like so quick to open up their homes for us give us meals make us food it was just an incredible trip overall there and the perspective of just slowing down a little bit in those areas there's not as much to do it's not as fast paced as the areas that you and i live in or are used to and that was really cool to see it was really really cool to see them to the hard work that the kids have those those small town communities man they work harder than anybody there's there's no ego there as much it's, it's very limited it's more of just like hey let's all just get better and let's come out here and play and have fun let's just enjoy what we get to do but i think like off the field stuff that was really fun was shooting ar for the first time that was pretty cool <laughs> i got to shoot that in a pistol and i've never done either of those so that was a lot of fun to just try that out in the middle of the woods i mean whatever that was cool going to lake of the woods was really cool to see that scenery it was so beautiful getting in the water kind of like a mini cold shower, cold plunge for us, but also getting to swim around and seeing the kids jumping off the bridges and jumping off of the, uh, that Tarzan swinging rope that they had mm -hmm. and just having fun. I mean, really, like, like we said earlier, living in the wild, being who we're supposed to be and being our real genuine, authentic self. So that was probably the biggest uh, key takeaways there. And just those families, man, shout out to the Rosardos, to uh, Brussels and, and to the Snyders and everybody else mm -hmm. who makes that happen. Um, Jen and her family in Reno, just, being so welcoming and loving and kind and, and really opening or welcoming them, welcoming us in with open arms. That was the coolest part. What about you, Ray? Uh, yeah. Golfing at the running Y was really cool. That's an Arnold Palmer course. We golfed it with Mason who's uh, at OIT as a golfer right now um, was your host brother back in the day uh, was up at Reno when he was what, like 10. I don't know. It had to have been. Yeah. Um, so we've known the Snyder family for a really long time. And, and they once again, welcomed us back uh, in the middle of their transition, their move. So uh, really cool there. Again, the family's side of it is just amazing. Uh, and then getting out to Reno, right? Like same thing, just families on families, opening up their arms and helping us out, giving us places to stay. And um, just so thankful for that. And so, uh, but this should be good. So any last words for the people? Arizona got a really good rain shower yesterday. It's part of the good news. We're, we're excited. We need it. One, because of the fires. Number two, selfishly, it's fun to watch thunderstorms in Arizona because they're just insane. They just come out of nowhere, rip you for about 20 minutes, and then they just leave and you never see them again. So having some rain here in Arizona was big time. It cooled off the weather today. It looks pretty nice out right now. It's a little less warm and humid than it was before. So that was really, really nice. And then the other thing is just continue to work hard and, and just 
take whatever you can get out of any of these episodes and, and take a nugget out of everything that we get to go through. We thank you for your support and for continually sticking with us for the last couple of years. And we're excited about the positive momentum and the direction that we're headed and adding new team members and continuing to grow and impact the game for the better. And if you have places that you think we should go, small towns, any universities, any schools, let us know, bring them over. We'll reach out, we'll get in and, and we want to help as many athletes as possible, as many coaches as possible, and really just help this game and, and other games, right? Our sporting community for the good. So we're excited about it and uh, fired up to get this podcast back and started. Last thing, stay above the line, baby. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, MajorLeagueUniversity.com slash merchandise. Are you guys that are uh, no, no real talk. Uh, it's been great to get this thing rolling again. We're excited about the future and direction of major league university and, uh, all the people that we have helping us. It's it really, we couldn't do it without them. Shout out to Andrew and QB, uh, for, for really grinding this thing forward and moving forward. And, um, yeah. So until next time, uh, I really don't know when this is getting posted. Probably, I don't know, next week, sometime while we're out there, maybe the week after I might just throw this thing up raw, just throw them out there, see what we got. So. It's my YouTube live premiere special, you know. That's right. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a great week. And until then, we'll see you soon. Peace.